179. We are going into Detroit this week. The Triple Crown is here again. I'm Adam here with Claudio. What's up, Claudio? I'm a little frustrated having uh, some difficulties over here, but we're going to make it happen. No big deal. That's right. Sorry. This episode is coming a little bit later than usual. We are having some technical difficulties, but that's all right. We're just going to work through it, and that's all we can do. But let's look at this Detroit Triple Crown because, first of all, this track is nuts. I love this track. Uh, the layout of this thing is so awesome. It's definitely looking like it's going to be my favorite one of the year. So uh, it's just crazy, dude. Yeah, the track mac for this one looks really, really fun. And I can already tell that we're going to see some crazy things happening in this track. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, we already coming off the craziest week ever with Cooper Webb passing Ken Roxon right before the finish line, the closest finish in Monster Energy Supercross history. So it's definitely turning out to be a good race, of course, with this track. And we already saw the video. Check our Instagram at MXSX podcast at Dean Wilson, like doing a quad. And he said Austin Forkner did it, too. And it's just massive. Austin Fortnick didn't do it too. Austin Fortnick did it first and That's... pushed Dean Wilson to do it. <laughs> Massive. It's so big. Like, I hope they're doing it in the race tomorrow. And, and that's what I was thinking. I'm like, are they going to pull it off in the race? Because there's plenty of space. Like, you, you, you can see that they're hitting it very comfortable. And there's plenty of space after, uh, for that turn uh, after that quad, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Lots of space. There's a whole straightaway after it. So, of course. But the video from yeah. the stands is just like it's like a skyrocket. It really just shoots them up. It's yeah. sick. Yeah, it, it, it's they're definitely up there, and they're definitely like it's a long jump. Yeah, it's a very jumpy track. Very jumpy. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't. I can't wait. Like you said, it's very very jumpy. But before we forget, let's talk about the greatest closest race of Supercross in history that happened last weekend, and we got to witness it. We talked a little bit. Uh, with uh, Cole Martinez on our last podcast. We talked a little bit on the podcast before that when we did a recap for the 450. Yep. But, okay, what we didn't really talk about was what was Ken Roxon thinking? Because he left that area wide open. Like, I felt like he could have closed the the space a, a little bit better than he did yeah. and not let Cooper Webb get that momentum into that uh into the turn and kind of, you know, bump him out or whatever. He, he could have done a lot better. And I guess shame on Ken Roxon for not protecting better and not being a little bit more aggressive than he should have on that one race, on that one last lap. Because it's not the first time that Cooper would have done it to him. This is probably the second or third time that he, they, you know, he hunts him down and, and pass him. And if I was, if I was Ken Roxon, bro, I would be very frustrated. Very frustrated, of course. And he's having a great season. His worst finish this year came in Oakland when he got fifth place. So, I mean, fifth place is his worst. He's had a lot of podiums, uh, a lot of second places, uh, some third places. So he's got to turn things around quick. He's got to win a race. I don't think you'll be able to win the championship without winning a race. 
Well, definitely not, especially if you can, if you have a Cooper Webb with this uh, momentum and this fire in his eyes that that he's got the last couple of weeks. I feel like uh, in a couple of podcasts before, you've mentioned how the only person that can probably beat Cooper Webb is Eli Tomac. Yeah. And I don't think so, man. I, I really don't. I think the only person that can beat him is Ken Roxon. Uh, just being in a little bit of better shape or or better shape mentally. Um, this this little like battles that he's losing to him is def it's, it has to be getting to him and he has to be frustrated, man. Oh yeah, I that's can't. that that's probably so hard to sleep after that race. Just coming up, just just so short, just the a hair short, two hundredths of a second short. Uh, so, yeah, yeah that it, really sucks for him. He is trailing Cooper Webb in the points now. Cooper Webb is 150. Ken Roxon is 148. And also Marvin, we can't forget about Marvin. He's sitting in third with 144. So yeah. Marvin hasn't won a race either. So you have to think he's yeah. got to win one too at some point. Yeah, Marvin Muskin, who's, if we want to talk about consistency, he's definitely being consistent. He's just kind of waiting right there. He's doing, he's doing the Jason Anderson role that you know he did last year just kind of being there uh he should be winning more races though if he wants to have a chance of this championship but i really don't know who's going to be the next winner i just don't i don't think cooper webb is going to win this weekend though i think with his triple crown although he was the winner of the last triple crown um that's where he started hit this like coming in hot situation yeah. for him uh, yeah, yeah i don't think i don't think he's going to win this weekend and I mean, I I hope he shows different because he's dominating this class. But I just don't think so. Um, if we look at uh, Cooper Webber, kind of reminds me of Eli Tomac last year, without the injury from the beginning of the year. This right. is you know j- just winning a lot of races and being up there and and just being hungry. And that's that's who it reminds me of. And if we all remember last year, it just came a little bit too short, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of like statistics and there's a lot of numbers that says otherwise, like the one that we threw out there, you know, whoever's on top of, of the podium or not the podium, but the points. And after the four race is usually the one that went, that wins the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's a, a couple other numbers that we mentioned here and they're all pointing to Cooper Webb, but you know, we had Eli Tomac last year winning a lot of races and not um, winning the championship. So a lot, a lot still to happen. This, you know, Eli Tomac probably out of the race by right now, unless and you know something happens to Cooper Webb or even Ken Roxon. But uh, I will say he's definitely out of the out of the the championship hunt. But we still got a, a great battle between Ken Roxon and Cooper Webb and even Marvin Muskin. Yep. Like you said, Eli Tomac is sitting fourth in the points with 134, so he is 16 points behind Cooper Webb. So yeah. I don't know. I don't. I still don't think it's that much. If Cooper Webb has one bad race where he gets like 14th or something, it's it's all over, man. It's back on. Oh yeah, no, believe me. But again, you have to consider Ken Roxon, who to also have a bad race, and then even Marvin Muskin to also have a bad race for him to even get back into fighting for this championship 16 points is a lot man especially how stacked this class is and how um how, how close these guys are like you, you know you, you really don't know what's going to happen yeah i don't know man i think it's definitely possible i mean if you look at zach osborne he, he's someone who you think would be up there dead last place he got one point so 
You well, never you... know. Anything, I, seriously, anything can happen. So I'm not going to rule that out yet. But Cooper Webb is looking really strong right now. And But Ken Roxon's got to be coming into this race with some extra fire. Yeah, he definitely has to take advantage of the short motos or mains. And just as they keep saying, great starts. You know, just great starts. And, and Ken Roxon's shown that he has that. And... I, I really can't wait to see what's going to happen this weekend. It's going to be a, a great race. We're in a dome, so weather's not really um, a factor here. The track looked really good from press day, and I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yep, indeed. Well, let's jump over to these 250s real quick and touch on them because Austin Forkner has just come out and just had two perfect races, fastest qualifying time, uh, led every lap in the heat, whole shot to finish, and same thing with the main events. And Jordan Smith, uh, who we thought was going to be a big contender with Austin Forkner, uh, he just hasn't been. And he actually got a little hurt last week. And let me just read you what he posted on his Instagram. Did everything I could this week to get healed up the best I could. My wrist is less than ideal. But with the help from Mobius Braces, we are going to give it our best shot this weekend, hoping to repeat some of the magic I had here in Detroit 2017. Let's go racing. That does not make me very confident. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah, that that definitely does not sound like somebody that wants to come out swinging, especially after losing first two rounds of this championship to a dominating Austin Forkner, who I'm sure he's looking at doing another perfect night for him. He's already showing great talent in the fast way around the track on this press day, so... All right, so I have a question for you. Okay. If Jordan Smith, let's say he's hurt and he's not riding 100% and we don't expect him to be on the podium. Let's say he's that hurt. Who so he's is Christian the next, Craig in it. Who is the next person you think could beat Austin Forkner? Is it Justin Cooper? Is it Chase Sexton? Is it Mitchell Oldenburg? Uh, Martin Davalos? Who, who do you think could beat Austin Forkner? That's a hard question, bro. That's... Uh... Austin Forkner is in a level of his own. He's he, he's shown in the first two rounds that he wants to win this championship, and he's fast. He looks really fast. So Jordan maybe Smith, no one can beat him. Yeah, I, I I really don't think. I mean, nobody has shown so much speed as Austin Forkner has shown in the first two rounds, and obvi- for obvious reasons, you know, faster qualifier, winner of the heats. And then winner of the main events from start to finish. Like he has not on led a lap yet. All right. So if I look at the lap times, if I look at the lap times from Arlington and I just look at the best lap time from that main event, Austin Forkner had the fastest with a 50.89. And then second fastest was Jordan Smith with that 50.989. And then the third fastest was Justin Cooper with a 51.089. So he was two hundredths of a second. That's what we saw Ken Roxon lose by. So I don't know. I think Jordan <laughs> Smith or even Mitchell Oldenburg. Uh, Mitchell Oldenburg has just put on super fast laps in these qualifyings, but his results just haven't shown. But I think he's also someone we could see up there with Chase Sexton. Yeah, uh, and I don't doubt it. I'm just saying, you, you know, you're asking me, who can beat him? Like, we're not talking about, you know, him going down or anything like that. Like, we're just talking straight up racing. And Austin Forkner, just crazy fast, man. And Jordan Smith, maybe a, a very close second and probably someone that could beat him. 
but not with this attitude that, you know, that yeah. he's putting out there. <laughs> All right, well, let's say, let's say Austin Forkner does go down. Let's say he just gets swirly one time. We've seen him do it in practice. He hasn't done it in the race yet, but let's say it does happen. Who do you think will be there to take advantage if Jordan Smith is not 100%? Oh, definitely uh, those guys. Justin Cooper, um, Chase Sexton it will be. Uh, even Martin Davalos, I'll, I'll give him some, some, I don't know, fantasy props, I guess. Chase Sexton's had a lot of bad luck this season. Can he, you know, put it all together one race this weekend? I mean, we have a triple crown, so we have three races. So it's almost hard to trust the guy who hasn't been able to get anything together when we go into three races. Yeah. Yeah, no, especially with, uh, yeah, with the three race format and, you know, how starts are key on this because you have short racing and you have a stacked field three times and yeah like you said he has not had the best luck and he's trying to start a trend with no visors and lastly you talked about the start let's talk about the start of this track we didn't talk about it. it's like it's a really it's got a, i think it's a really cool start one it crosses over like one two three four different lanes but it's also not like a 90 degree turn a 180 degree turn it's like a 45 degree turn it's just a little kink so i think that'll be really interesting yeah i don't know if there's an advantage here for for the start, it, it's going to be a good first turn, I can tell you that much, especially with that uh, cool rhythm section right after it. it. It should be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, they, the only thing is the person on the inside is going to have that, you know, they're going to be able to push, definitely push oh, yeah. out. Um, if you're the on the outside, outside you're done. You're going off the track for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you're going yeah, you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna eat some dirt because... You're going to hit that pavement or those like plywoods and that's not fun. Yeah, you're going to be eating the seats. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, is there anything else we should add to this quick little preview of the Detroit Triple Crown? One of the things that we can add to this episode and that, uh, that we didn't really talk about and it's uh, Justin Barsha and Tyler Bowers. Uh, is Tyler Bowers going to be back this for this race? I think so. It looks like he'll be back. And, yeah, I mean, he's coming off his disqualification for taking out Justin Barsha. So we're going to have to wait and see uh, what he does. I'd like to see him go out there and just take him out again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll show him. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. So <laughs> that would be like that would be a badass move. That would be a boss move right there. I'll give you a hundred dollars if, if he does that. <laughs> Please, Bowers, if you're listening. <laughs> We're all cheering for Bowers. Take out Barsha. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. Do it for the fam. All right. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode. Tune in next time where we make our picks and let you know who's gonna win. And 